everyone. Welcome to episode 172 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are having this yummy, uh, I don't know what it's called. I'm not sure. I know it's that it a, has marmalade, orange marmalade in it's it. It's an orange, orange marmalade whiskey sour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess that makes sense. It, mm-hmm. it tastes like a whiskey sour, but with orange marmalade. It's freaking it. good. It's very good. I thought the orange marmalade was kind of... You know, fall, fall-ish. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. We use the Rock Town, a couple ounces of bourbon, um, an egg white, uh, lemon juice. Uh, there's like a burnt honey recipe. I didn't have any honey, so I used uh, agave, agave nectar to do just yeah. a one-on-one with water to make some agave uh, simple syrup out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, dry shake it, mm-hmm. add ice, add the marmalade. Shake it and strain it over ice. Yeah. It's freaking good. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. I, we, but we really like whiskey sours. Yeah, I would. We I would say, say <clears throat> that, that a whiskey sour is my favorite drink. Really? I Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, I mean, because I like the tartness. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the flavor of the whiskey with the, the sour part of the drink, but it's mm-hmm. like a little bit sweet, too. I love it. Yeah. It, this one's really good. It mm-hmm. it kind of ends up, I mean, it quite gets at that frothy feeling, but this is because the marmalade, it's more close to like a orange Julius. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so too. Uh-huh. But it's yummy. I it's really very like good. It. Yeah. So this week we are going to um, talk about money and finances. So I guess specifically how you, what, what do we say? Like, uh, how you how you suck with money and and here's what to do to fix it yeah. or <laughs> you broke as a joke you turn it around yeah yeah I mean it, it's really just financial <clears throat> people who are financially irresponsible that brings a major burden on their relationship mm-hmm. and it's you know we've said it's one of the biggest things people cite when they get divorced it's always in the top three of money sex and kids mm-hmm. and you know money is a huge thing money is a huge stressor people who that should have been the dumbass post of the week mo money mo problems i know because that's not true yeah mo money less problems well i would say if you're smart with your money though like because a dumbass can have a lot of money or get a lot of money somehow Mm -hmm. and still not be smart with their money and so uh, maybe that's where that stupid free free money mo problems (laughs) earned money no problems yeah yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But. Um, you, you rarely see people earn money. That's true. Yeah. Unless they're a stupid athlete or a performing artist. Uh-huh. In the real world, outside of that, mm-hmm. people that earn their money typically. But even some of those athletes are dumb that's what i'm saying oh okay i said unless you're Uh an athlete or performing artist Uh people in the real world who earn their money end up being oh yeah 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 Yeah, i see what you say yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah but but it's you know and once again that's not who we're really talking about no it's not it's regular everyday people (laughs) and and we 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 hear that we hear this from couples all the time yes it's a very very common occurrence that Mm -hmm. one of them or both of them are bad with money yeah, I know. And to very recently, we had a couple that we were working with mm-hmm. that they were having money issues. 
Yep. Both of them voiced the big concerns with their financial future and their stability and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it, it comes up all the time. And we <clears throat> we had an early on episode about money and finances, but we think that it's something that needs to be readdressed and retold again and again. Yeah. And it's something that it just, it's always happening. Mm-hmm. Somebody is always dealing with financial stressors. Mm-hmm. Every, almost, or a lot of relationships are always dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's just a lingering problem. <clears throat> yes. So we, we were trying to come up with like, I don't know, like how, not how to, how to deal with your money, but um, like what kind of things, what kind of advice could we give out there <clears throat> to everybody? And also, kind of like kind of dissect certain types of situations that people Mm -hmm. go through and even with when you're in that situation how can you handle handle that yeah you know i I think that i don't know if you'd call them guidelines or rules or or whatever just good you know some few things that you should follow when it comes to finances Mm -hmm. um and part of that is really having I, I think the first thing that you would want to talk about is is really developing and how do you develop your own cushion of money for emergencies and things like that mm-hmm. um, there's so many people out there that they are just their one doctor's visit or pet accident or car issue or something home repair they're just one thing away from being completely broke mm-hmm. and yeah. part of that problem broke is, and in debt yeah. i mean even more i guess i mean if, if you're in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have to have your job to afford your rent and your car and whatever lifestyle you feel that you deserve and you're driving a clunker that's on its last leg when that car breaks down and you can't make it to work and you're late and you lose your job you lose everything right and there are people that are riding that line Right every now. day, every day. Now, yeah. thank goodness there's things like Uber and stuff like that that kind of help you out. But in that situation, if you already got three strikes against you because mm-hmm. you can't show up to work on time and you're on your, you know, last grace period with your company, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're walking a really thin line. And so part of the piece of that is really how much money should you have saved? Uh-huh. Your, your savings account should never be zero, ever. And if mm-hmm. you're sitting there saying, I don't have a savings account, you're in worse shape than... You need to get Even, a savings account. Or the lowest account. bar I would set. Yeah. Um, well, I know there's some people that are like, oh, I don't, I don't have a bank account. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. You know, I don't. I just deal with cash and and whatever. And that is not a a safe way to live either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you should not be carrying large sums of cash on you Mm-mm. ever. No, I've seen that, and I'm just like, you moron. What yeah, are you doing? I know. That should be in a bank. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think one of it is, is really relative to how much money you should set aside, how much you should have in your savings is really relative to what your household income is. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to approach it is really working in groups of five. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have 10% of your annual income in the amount of savings in your savings account. So mm-hmm. if you make 50 grand a year, if your household income is 50 grand, you should have no less than $5,000 
that you aren't going to touch Mm -hmm. sitting in your bank account. Yeah. That's not $5,000 for a trip to Disney World. Mm -hmm. That's not $5,000 for a new car. That's not $5,000 to, you know, have everybody fly out for the holidays. Mm -hmm. That's not $5,000 for Christmas presents. It's $5,000 that is an emergency fund or to help you out if you end up losing your job. Mm -hmm. Even if it's no fault of yours. Mm-hmm. If they have to do cutbacks, if they have to do layoffs, if you make fifty grand a year, and we'll talk about the other piece of that, but 5000 should be enough to give you some breathing room so you're not in absolute panic mode. You can still pay your rent. You can still pay your bills with that and while you hunt for another job. Yeah. Um, and then you just take it from there. If your household income is hundred grand a year, you should have no less than $10,000. Mm-hmm. You have 150 income, you should have no less than $15,000. Mm-hmm. So depending on your lifestyle and your income will dictate how much money you should have in savings. But mm-hmm. I think it's a really good rule of thumb to at least abide by that 10% of our household income should be the same amount that we have in our savings account. Yeah, absolutely. I know. So, and it was kind of looking at looking at all of this and trying to, because I know that there's some of you out there that are like, how am I going to save $5,000? I can't, I can't save this. I, you know, I have all of my bills and I have all this to, to do and pay. So Mm -hmm. how am I going to save that money? And realistically, uh, you can. Oh yeah. Very easily. (laughs) And to save $5,000, um, uh, a year you would have to save basically it's like less than like 14 dollars a day yeah it's less than 100 bucks a week <clears throat> yeah less than 100 dollars a week l- less than 14 dollars a day so yeah think about that like well and, and the problem is people will say i don't spend 14 dollars a day and you do <laughs> yeah are you stopping at starbucks in the morning mm-hmm. are you going to the gas station and grabbing monsters are you going out to eat for lunch? Mm-hmm. Are you grabbing food on your way home at night? If you truly started tracking everything you spend your money on that you do not need to spend it on, if you started to be a little more fiscally responsible with how you grocery shop mm-hmm. and how you cut back and how you prepare your foods, saving $14 a day, even on a lower end salary, is completely doable. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And. Part of the problem you see with people who say they can't set that money is their hab- their daily habits is what's killing them. Mm-hmm. They smoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's your 14 bucks a day. Yeah. They smoke. They're addicted to coffee. They have other addictions, whether it's something they have. Well, oh, I, I can't start my day without my two, uh, you know, bangs or mm-hmm. monsters or whatever it is, fill in the blank. I've, I have to go by Starbucks every day and get a, a grande mocha frappa, what the fuck, with... You know, a breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I have to go here to buy this for that. They have these half twos that are killing them. Mm-hmm. When you need to quit, mm-hmm. you just need to watch what you spend. I mean, one of the biggest eaters of your money is eating out. Oh my gosh! Yes. <clears throat> if you just made a yeah. commitment to stop eating out, mm-hmm. you would have no problem saving money. Yeah. You yeah. should and. If you are bro- if you don't have that five thousand dollars in account, you should not be eating out until you do. I know. Well, I know, and, and I think that even like with, even with you saying like you know, going to the grocery store, and you can save money going to the grocery store, and shopping smart, mm-hmm. and and eating healthy, and and eating healthy. 
And you can go to, you know, I, I, I have like all of the different apps for mm -hmm. the different grocery stores. Figure out which grocery store is going to be the cheapest for, you know, whatever your chicken or every well, little thing that you get. And, and you're hitting on something very important because people that don't know how to save money and are constantly broke or living paycheck to paycheck, that's one of the things that they do not do is they do not shop smart. Mm -hmm. They shop lazy. Mm -hmm. They go to one place and they, they may think they're even doing the right thing. Well, I'm going to Aldi. Mm -hmm. Well, this week, the Aldi chicken may be more expensive than Walmart chicken. Mm -hmm. Their coffee may be more expensive than Walmart coffee. Their whatever may be more expensive. Mm -hmm. There's sometimes that even places that you would think is expensive are cheaper, like Sprouts. Sprouts mm -hmm. may have stuff there that's actually cheaper than what you would get at Walmart or Big Lots or the Dollar General or whatever mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you can get for a better deal there. Yeah. Um, you know you know what else, too? Mm. It What bugs me sometimes is... Also, people that are broke is a joke, but they have to have the organic foods mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I mean, get that shit when you when you are financially, uh, I don't know, safe. <laughs> yeah, when you have that cushion. Yeah, you don't. It's not gonna kill you to eat regular well that's the kicker is they have vegetables. to they have to it's organic <laughs> they have to have the organ the organic stuff mm -hmm. organic yeah, organic <laughs> i say organic because of red do res dogs <laughs> oh, yeah. remember yeah yeah he always says organic yeah here take this <clears throat> it's organic and shit yeah <laughs> um but they have to have the organic stuff mm -hmm. but then they still go and eat shit at a fast food place. i know yeah that's true so it's, you know, make up your fucking mind. Yeah. Either you're clean all the time or you're not. Uh -huh. And until you have that cushion or that money and you're a little more stable, stay away from Whole Foods. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? I know. You should yeah. not be buying organic. Uh-huh. You know? And and then they try to get some more high ground. Well, I only eat free-range chicken. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but your broke ass can't afford free-range chicken. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, I get it. I... <laughs> I, I, I get like, you know, wanting to be, wanting to be, what is it like the more, have be like the more humane <clears throat> type stuff. But when you don't have the money to, to do that, it does not make sense. It's stupid. Yeah. It is dumb. You should not do that. And it's not going to hurt you. And okay, whatever, like. Well, get if you don't want to have that that kind of chicken then don't have chicken at all yeah then just have something else well i would even <laughs> say if you're gonna die on that hill you should shop smart and look at all the places that sell organ organ almost just said it organic <laughs> organic chicken and find the who has the lowest price anyway yeah yes check yeah trader joe's check whole foods check sprouts uh -huh. check walmart check wherever it is uh -huh. you know king supers reesers Homeland, Albertsons, mm -hmm. Kroger, Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know and find yeah. out who's got the cheapest. If that's the hill you have <clears throat> to die on, do that. Mm -hmm. um, but just know that that's going to cost. That's going to hit you in the wallet. It is. Uh, but, but shopping not smart is one of the things that just kills people. Or being lazy, shopping very lazily mm -hmm. is a huge issue. Um, 
but I think to to get that that cushion saved up, you know, it really requires. And I think this applies to everything financially. It applies to so much things in life. You have to have patience. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent, mm-hmm. and you have to be disciplined. Yep. And you, you, those are conscious decisions. All of those. It's not anything I can teach you. It's not anything you can go learn. It's something you have to wake up and instill in yourself. Mm-hmm. That you have to be patient with your money. You have to be consistent with saving and not spending on the things that you know you don't have. And that's where the discipline ties in. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to say no when people go out and do stuff. Hey, I can't go out this weekend. I'm trying to save money. Mm-hmm. Or I can't buy presents for. Yeah, I, I can't get you presents for your birthday mm-hmm. this year because I'm trying to save money. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to sit out on the on the family, you know, white elephant gift this year because I'm, I'm trying to save money. Don't mm-hmm. don't get me anything, but I'm, I just I can't afford to get you guys anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the discipline is one of the things that people just absolutely don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know how to apply it to save any amount of money. Everybody wants what they want now. And they're willing to get a 24% interest loan to have it today. I know. Instead of, and ultimately spend, you know, way more than they ever would have on this program or whatever it is they want in the long run, Mm -hmm. than just wait a few weeks and pay for cash. Yeah. Yeah. Like that just, it doesn't. Because you're impatient and you're stupid. It is, it is like, yeah, it's just dumb decisions. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily think that. Everybody, like the the Dave Ramsey approach, isn't it that like, doesn't he say like that you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't. He speaks in absolute. Yeah. You get any credit cards mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, you, you should pay credit, period. for cash for everything. Yeah. And I don't necessarily. That's unrealistic. Believe in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bit much, but I understand why he. Even though it's what we do. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part. I mean, last year we got my Jeep. The only yeah, well, I I guess we can go and hit on that. The only things that you should ever finance ever is a vehicle Mm -hmm. and your home. Mm -hmm. That's it. You should not be financing appliances. You should not be financing furniture. You should not be financing fun. Mm -hmm. You should not be financing vacation trips. The only two things you should ever finance or ever use credit for is a home and a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I know. And that's, that's a rule that we stick by. And <clears throat> I think that like the, the, the vehicle that you're, that you drive though. Well, one, like, and the reason why I would say, yes, it's okay to finance is because I know that there's a lot of people that will go out and they'll buy a used car from some cheap ass lot and then a month later they have broken down again mm-hmm. and you don't want that to happen and so i think that i think it's okay to get like try to go and get a certified pre-owned vehicle mm-hmm. where you will have the type of uh um not insurance but um what is it? Warranty. <laughs> Warranty on it. The that's gonna help you if something happens. Yeah, if something happens, mm-hmm. that you, I guess, to reassure you that you're not gonna get a lemon. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if it does break <clears throat> down, you can get you know, they'll cover the rental car mm-hmm. that you need and all that stuff. You're, it's just it, once again, it's another cushion you have. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the, those cushions are, are what you need to have. And I think that that's, that's one of the things that, that shows, you know, one sign of financial irresponsibility is that you have a safety net that you have not created. It's, it's your mommy, it's your daddy, it's a trust fund, it's whatever it is that you have not put in on yourself. You mm-hmm. should be the one creating your own safety net and your own cushion, not relying on somebody else to bail you out when you shove your head up your ass and make a horrible financial decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So cutting that cord is one of the first things to being financially independent and becoming a freaking adult and doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So if you're not doing that, if you're still, I mean, if you're, if, you know, if you're in your, you know, 30s now and you still aren't financially independent, you know, you have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I don't yeah. mean debt free. I mean that you're financially, you're not relying on anybody else to help you get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I think that, like, yeah, in your 30s, yes. You know, I don't think that you should, I don't think you should rely on mommy and daddy, period. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I guess I... I be- well, I use 30s as the extreme example. Yeah. If you're not in college, you shouldn't be relying on your parents yes, at all. Yes, yeah. I didn't yeah. rely on my parents the day I walked out of the house to join the Navy when I was 18 years old. Yeah. And have never relied on them since. Uh-huh. So that's what I think you should do. Right. I'm just saying I know a lot of people that are in their 30s that are still all fucked up and relying on their parents. <laughs> so I'm saying to them, if you're in your 30s, this is pathetic. I know. I know. Well, I just say, I, I and like, I say all this because like, I was a 25-year-old or 27-year-old uh that had to move back in with my parents for but not because you ran out of money i know i got out of a relationship yeah and was we're trying to figure out where you wanted to live next Uh uh-huh yeah so i say all that but like but i guess they still were they but but, yeah i don't don't want to defend you because (laughs) it just sounds biased i know but at that time you could have gotten your own place yeah Uh uh-huh i could have and honestly, the, I think that if you do that type of thing, you need to give yourself a time frame mm-hmm. or your parents need to. Um, and I think it would be be good on yourself to to make that time frame and say, and you don't want to be living with your mom and dad again. Like mm-hmm. anyway, it's it sucks, and especially after being away. Independent. Yeah. yeah. And, but I think that, uh, having, yeah, like having a goal to be able to get away and actually using that time, uh, the smart way and actually saving, saving money, saving, getting yourself out of debt, Mm -hmm. uh, the debt that you may have. And and that's what I was saying. That's exactly what you did. mm -hmm. You use the opportunity to save as much money as you could to mm-hmm. pay off any lingering debt you had from your ex and you mm-hmm. to get all of that stuff to where you had enough money that you could, you know, initially like your plan was to get your own place mm-hmm. where you could do all that on your own and be financially stable and independent on your own. You ultimately didn't need to do that. And you put it in with what we end up getting together mm-hmm. and, and renting together at the time. Um, but you weren't using that money to go on vacation. You weren't no. like, oh, I don't have to pay, you know, $800 rent this month. I'm going to sock that away to my, my fun vacation trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, you I know, know. Or wherever the hell else you wanted to go to, 
play influencer. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And right. it was and and, and 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 if you're one of those people and you live with mommy and daddy and they're allowing you to do that, I'd kick your parents right in their ass too. Yeah. I know. If I if I mean if 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 Seth ended up for whatever extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. needing to sell his house and move back here with us and he was out buying, you know, two thousand dollar game consoles oh my and gosh. traipsing around the country going on vacation and, and going to concerts and doing everything, I'd be like Get the fuck out. Yeah. If you can afford that, you can afford your own fucking place. Yeah. You need to get out, yeah. buddy. And uh-huh. so I see a lot of parents that are just absolute enablers. Oh, yeah. They, uh-huh. they aren't making their, their grown-ass child grow up. Mm-hmm. I know. And they're just giving them the teat. <laughs> giving them the teat. And they're going <laughs> to suck it dry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know. I know. Yeah. Get them off. Yes. Oh Get them out gosh. of there. It's it, the best thing you can do for them. Kick their fucking ass out. Mm-hmm. They need to grow up. Yeah. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. I absolutely hate that. That is going to be the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they're not going to learn. Yeah. I mean, you, like you said, they're, they're enabling them and it's just setting them back mm-hmm. and they're not going to. It's going to be a failure to launch type of situation. Yeah. If they're completely physically capable to have a job mm-hmm. and hold down a job at fucking McDonald's, mm-hmm. get out. Mm-hmm. I know. Beat it. Well, so that brings up a good point, too. So, like, you know, having a job at McDonald's, you, you're not going to make you're not going to make that much money. Mm-hmm. And so I. My thing is people are probably saying, I I can't I can't live on my own on a McDonald McDonald's salary. Well, where do you live? Yeah, where mm-hmm. do you live? Now, I will back up. You, if you're a grown adult, you should not. I don't care if you don't have education. I don't care if you don't have training. You should not have a job that you could have got when you were 16 years old. People that work at McDonald's are for people to learn responsibility and learn the workforce. Mm-hmm. It's not for you to be working at in your mid-20s and your early 30s. If you want to go back there as an old person, have okay. it. Yeah. That's kind of cute. <laughs> I'm like, how'd this little lady get a job at McDonald's? I know. That's funny. Yeah. I know. They always they always have the little but old people. Greta hadn't been working at McDonald's for 65 years. Yeah. Well, maybe she's like, oh, it was my first job. Yeah, I'm going to get that little I'm job. It's fun. I like get to see people every day and yeah. talk. And, yeah. <laughs> so that's the first mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, even getting a job in retail where you can move up mm-hmm. is better than that. Now, once again, if you're an assistant manager, you're a manager, you're wanting to franchise that's a completely different story yeah go after it that's a mm-hmm. good thing to do mm-hmm. but if you are a basic employee flipping burgers mm-hmm. when you are 26 years old 34 years old whatever it is yeah go get a real job i know i know and that sounds that sounds mean i think that sounds mean and harsh but i mean it's true and i've said before if you found yourself in a financial pickle and that's the job you have right now so you can stay afloat, that is 100% respect. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But you, even in that situation, know it's not a real job. Mm-hmm. It's temporary. It's like yeah. I'm doing what I have to do to get by, and I completely respect that. Uh-huh. You should be doing that. Yeah. 
and but doing everything you can to get a new job. Yeah, but if you're sitting there and you like it, yeah, and you're like, I get all the free Big Macs every night. <laughs> they call me Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> oh my gosh! And well, so that's like, funny. Shut up! You're acting like a McBitch. <laughs> I know. I uh, I went to school with a girl, and she her first job was at McDonald's, and as we, I'm I'm pretty sure. She's still like, she works for McDonald's, but she's, she's a higher She's up. moved up. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I think it was by the time we were like 25, she mm-hmm. was a, a store or whatever, a restaurant manager mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, she made a that career. a career. Yeah. And she, but she, and she still went to college too. Mm-hmm. And she, Which I bet they pay, they help pay for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she got like a business degree, and mm-hmm. and so yeah, she's she's set though. But yeah, I'm not knocking McDonald's no, I know. as a career. <laughs> I know. I'm I just know. saying as a career that you climb, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be the head fry cook for the next ten years, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, get a real job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Learn a different trade. Mm-hmm. Learn a different skill. You don't have to go to school for that stuff. Mm-hmm. No. You can learn all kinds of manual type of labor and, and hands-on jobs and things that you don't need a freaking degree for. You I don't know. have to go to school. You just need to get a job and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so but pe- to your point mm-hmm. of if you have a job where, well, it, let's back up. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the rent thing first i know yeah so that's kind of where i was wanting to head Mm -hmm. was that direction so i mean i was in property management for years Mm -hmm. and another great career you don't have to have a degree for oh my gosh it's it's so good and for i mean i guess like anybody can do it men and women but for women like it's so neat because it's a career where you start out at the bottom and you literally can make your work your way up to you know property manager or regional manager and stuff like that and very quickly very quickly very mm-hmm. very quickly and so and it's like everybody that is higher up has started from the bottom well and that's funny cuz i i think very specifically <clears throat> about someone you had talked to that was wanting to get into that business and you mm-hmm. were like well i can get put into good for you you're gonna have to start here mm-hmm. and at the same time there was another individual that was about the same level she would have started at and she's been in property management this whole time the other girl was like no i'm not starting that low mm-hmm. i'm done i'm not doing that but if she had done it this other girl that was on that same parallel path is now six-figure girl oh yeah completely financially independent mm-hmm. owns her own house and made the best investment in herself to do that while the other girl passed on it. And mm-hmm. she couldn't see five feet in front of her face to say, hey, I could be way better off. To, and that's what you tried to tell her. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do this, you can really move up. It's not about what you're starting at. It's what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. It's where you can be down yeah. the road. Yeah. And it's like missed opportunity. It's still sucks. not late to do it. Yeah. Too late to do it. No. But, uh-uh. but if you would have just. And that's one of the things I always. Uh, some, some of the stuff I told Seth, too, is. You know, it's not about what they're starting you off. It's about what you can make. What's the potential? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and if you're looking at, he went through this phase where he was looking at, at just kind of shit work jobs, but mm-hmm. he was bouncing around because each paid more than the rest. Mm-hmm. And I remember I asked him one day, he was doing something and he was like making, you know, 
you know, 12 bucks an hour. Then he went and did another kind of shitty line work job for 14 bucks an hour. And then he's like, well, I'm thinking about leaving to go over here. It's paying, you know, 16 bucks an hour. And I'm like, well, do you want to be doing this two years from now? And he's like, well, no. I was like, then don't take it today. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to stay there. No mm-hmm. amount of money is going to make you happy doing a job that you absolutely hate. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem people also make. They're like, well, I'll do anything for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. Pick I a know. career that you're going to be happy with. The money will come. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy what you do and you're passionate about it and you work at it, the money will come mm-hmm. yeah. if you chase it down. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think it's just going to be handed to you. Oh, no. Because I've also seen the same people sit in the same job for 20 years and not get a promotion at all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yes. Uh, but so, back to property Okay. Pro- back to that, though. So uh, when I was in property management, you you have to make three times the monthly rent amount mm-hmm. in order to be qualified to live in an apartment. Yep. And so... That is like, I guess, one of our baseline rules, mine mm-hmm. and sets anyway, is that you should not make or that your rent should not, your rent or your mortgage mm-hmm. should not be more than a third of what you're currently making. Yep. Exactly. Your annual income should be. So if you're, if you're, if you're that $50,000 employee, your rent should not be more than $1,400 a month. Mm-hmm. And that's with your rent and your renter's insurance and all that. That's for your mortgage payment, all that stuff. It shouldn't be more than that. And if you're sitting there saying, geez, well, I don't even make 50 grand in the area I live in. I can't find a place on a, even a halfway decent side of town for $1,400 a month. Mm-hmm. That goes back to the point you were making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move. Move. <laughs> Leave yeah. the area. Yeah. Because if you have a job that isn't paying that well, I'm willing to bet dollars to fucking donuts, you can do that same job anywhere else in the country. Uh-huh. And there is so many places where you can live. Mm-hmm. So many different places. I, I actually did a little bit of research, and there is a whole list of places that have the cheapest rent in the country and i'm assuming housing and everything as well mm-hmm. kind of goes hand in hand but i mean it is it's a lengthy list yeah. too and you can live anywhere anywhere in the country and be have and you'll be able to have that safety net and that cushion yeah. saved up in no time mm-hmm. just from saving money on rent or yeah. your mortgage yeah, I mean, you, you look. Take a minute. Look at where you currently live. Currently live, and look at what what the current average rent is mm-hmm. in your area. Then look at the current average medium household income. Then look and see how much you have to make in that area to live comfortably. I saw mm-hmm. this video on TikTok yesterday, um, where this girl was asking these people at this party. They were in L.A., mm-hmm. and she was like, "How much do you believe? Do you think you need to make to live comfortably in L.A.?" And I don't know statistically what's correct. Um, most, uh, it's a couple of people said that you have to have, at le- you need to at least make $500,000 a year to live comfortably in LA. That was the lowest number. <clears throat> My gosh. Um, several of them said 2 million and some of them said 1 million. Really? And none of these people they asked were making that. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you living there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then leave. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you see a lot of people that, that are married to the idea of being in one place. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we know people, and I'll, I'll, I'll pick on Colorado because that's where we left. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But we know people live in Colorado that do not and do anything that you would think people would do who live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. They aren't in the fucking mountains. They aren't, you know, going up and staying in a ski lodge. They're not hiking every weekend. Now, we do have friends that do do that. Yeah, we do. And they belong in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they have found a way to earn a living and have a home and live comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that aren't living comfortably mm-hmm. in that area that aren't even utilizing what Colorado has to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another lazy approach that... Very lazy. Yeah. It's very lazy. And all of these people will come up with excuses on why they can't leave. Mm-hmm. and But they'll still complain about... about no, the cost of living is yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Gas expensive. Rent's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know? Then fucking leave. Yeah. Do something about it. Yeah. Nobody's going to come to you and be like, oh my gosh, it has gotten higher. Let's give you a 35% pay raise. <laughs> You've got to go find that shit on your own. Yeah. And it ain't going to be there. I know. Move. I know. You know, and I see that. I mean, I, I see people that live in those areas and then go visit other areas that are actually probably a little more affordable. Yeah. Well, if you like going there anyway, move. Yeah, I know. I know. I see that a lot. I see that a lot, lot. And you know what else? I, I see is is people saying that they want to leave or they're going to leave and then they're not doing anything to actually take steps to do it. Yeah, to get out. And I'm like, okay, you keep saying that. You keep like, oh, I'm going to speak it into existence. Well, speaking it to an to in existence isn't the same as actually coming up with an action plan and doing it. Yeah, and sticking by the plan. <clears throat> I mean, that was the thing when we decided to leave. We we didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. until right before we left. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're leaving. Here's why. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive. It's too many people. Our money's going to go way farther somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it did. I used the example 35%, but that's exactly currently what the cost of living difference is between where we lived and where we currently live. Mm-hmm. It was like getting a 35% pay raise. Yeah. Our money goes farther. Everything's cheaper. Gas is cheaper. Food's cheaper. Entertainment's cheaper. Everything's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And our money goes way farther. We're able to save way more money. Mm -hmm. We're able to have a better life. Mm -hmm. And we could could 100% afford a very comfortable life in Colorado. Mm -hmm. We owned a home. We Mm -hmm. lived in a great part of the area. We... We're not struggling at all. We had two brand new vehicles. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to. We weren't. We weren't those people that were broke and had to leave. Mm-hmm. We just realized the writing was on the wall. Yeah, <clears throat> and we wanted more money. Yeah, and it's okay to to step away from family. And well, my big question to these people is, what's your future look like? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't even save five thousand dollars right now or $10,000 if you're in that 100,000 or 15,000 if you're making 150 because everything's so expensive, you have zero retirement mm-hmm. plan. Oh, I know. What do you think's going to happen? It's going to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, you're never going to have you're, you're going to be one of those broke ass old people that's part of the state. I know. Yeah. You know. Mhm. And you don't want that. No. You know, so, but yeah, I mean, you're right. People just like to talk about it. They Mm -hmm. don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's irritating. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's probably more irritating from somebody that actually has moved away and made a better life. Yeah. 
for myself or our our life but um and and I guess not to be not to sound snobby or anything but like you can do it you can get the hell out of there wherever it is Mm -hmm. and move somewhere cheaper yep and make your life better well I had a a guy that I knew that kept moving to more expensive places oh my gosh and I'm like what are you doing he left Denver and he moved to Austin then he left Austin and he moved to California mm-hmm. and I'm like what are you doing you're going in the wrong direction mm-hmm. yeah he didn't have a job yeah and then he went to from California to Hawaii no yeah <laughs> you know and it's like and people get really married to the where they feel they have to be well I have to live near a beach mm-hmm no, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You go visit the beach. Yeah. And and you find out that if you actually step away and you go live somewhere else for a while, most of the people that have that say that, they aren't at the beach as often as they want you to think they are. Mm-hmm. And even people that move to those areas that are like, I've got to move near the beach, mm-hmm. they use it initially, and then they don't ever go back. I know. Or they wait till somebody comes and visits and they're like, oh, hey, come see our sandy beaches. We'll take you to the beach while you're here. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They become just local tourists. Yeah. So you might as well just lived somewhere in the middle of the country for way cheaper mm-hmm. and then went and visited the fucking beach tw- once or twice a year. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's cheaper. Well, and, and it would be, uh, you would actually have the money to be able yeah. to spend on all of those trips mm-hmm. <laughs> because you now have a cushion because you are living comfortably somewhere else. And, and people make the mistake of moving somewhere that they've really enjoyed visiting and they don't realize that visiting here and living here are two different things. Mm-hmm. Working here, living here, it takes away what you did when you would visit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. And then you just yeah. become a resident and you're like, damn, I could have had this life anywhere. I didn't have to move here. I could have just came here and visited. That would have been the better, better way to go. I know. I think that, I mean, and it's it's funny because I think most people probably do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I mean, even us, we we look at different places and, and we really look at other places like, <clears throat> could we live here? And we, I guess we look at it more realistically, not, mm-hmm. not dreaming. Yeah. Um, but like... Because for us, it's like, where do we want to end up? Mm-hmm. Do we want to, you know, end up somewhere when we retire? Do we want to have multiple homes mm-hmm. to where we can be when and we... Split the year. Yeah, yeah, when we retire. And so, but I think that a lot of people just fantasize mm-hmm. about living in this cool area and... That, oh, it would be so neat to live here. But realistically, it's just the same as anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's maybe there's, the like you said, the beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever there may be. The mountains. Yeah. But realistically, you're not going to be there every day. Yeah. And just because you're on vacation, you are getting to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Once you live there, you have to work. You have to pay the bills. For that place that is more expensive, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. And deal with all that. Just to say you live there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. A lot of people do that, too. Mm-hmm. Just to say, I live here. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think, like, like what you said about 
that you until you have that buffer whether it is the five thousand dollars the ten thousand you know whatever until you have that buffer you shouldn't be going out and spending money Mm willy-nilly you need to be putting it away and saving for your future once you have that cushion you can i would i would recommend that you save even more um but you have now you have a little bit more breathing room mm-hmm. and that you can you can do some stuff you can you can now save for that vacation yeah after you save for your buffer mm-hmm. your emergency buffer you can save for that vacation you can you can save for no whatever it is yeah yeah, I mean, and that, that's that's the whole point of it is you're really just giving you that launching pad. Now, now you can go out and enjoy some life, and you know that you can do it a little more comfortably because you have that safety net that you've built. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you know, one of the things that you see so many people fall into is they don't understand the difference between necessities and wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use the word need. Oh, I need to have this. No, you don't. You don't need to have that. Mm-hmm. There's only a few things you really need. Everything else is a want. Yeah. And you have to cut the wants out. Mm-hmm. You have to drop the language of, well, I've earned this and I deserve this and I, I deserve a break to go here. And I've, I've earned, I've earned being able to go out and do this, or I got a bonus and I, I can go spend it on, you know, a new set of golf clubs or whatever it is. Not until you have that buffer, mm-hmm. not until you have money set aside, not until you've, taking care of the things that you need to take care of as a high functioning adult in society Mm -hmm. that needs to be doing that stuff. Um, And I'm, I'm, my advice is even way harsher if you don't own a home. Mm -hmm. If you're renting, you should not, your number one goal should be owning property. Mm -hmm. You should own a house. And I know there's new advice going around that's telling people don't do that to invest it and do this and that. Look, Property is still one of the best things you can invest mm-hmm. in, even as it fluctuates, even if it goes down, it's going to go back up. Yeah. If we've learned anything over the last 20 years, I mean, every house that we've had that I've lived in over the last 10 years uh, has just skyrocketed. We look and see, what did that house end up selling for? Mm-hmm. Oh, it sold twice now. Well, we bought it for, you know, we bought it in 2013 in Colorado for, you know, what do we spend? 180? 100 and... Maybe it's like one hundred eighty nine. Yeah, one hundred eighty nine, hundred ninety thousand dollars for that house. Same house that we bought mm-hmm. just sold for over half a million. Mm-hmm. It goes up. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the houses I had out there sold for over a million. Yeah. So, and I paid three hundred thousand for it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna go up. Your home is still gonna be your best investment. Renting is literally the same thing as throwing money down a black hole. Mm-hmm. The only thing you have is a temporary roof over your head. You know, so, and I guess, like, uh, what I would like to say about that is, because people, people are like, well, I don't have credit to mm-hmm. to own a home. And that's where you need to build it. Yeah. You need to, you need to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You need to get a, a small... credit card and 
use it and pay it off every week every payday every payday i mean that's one of the things like that that we do we we have one credit card mm-hmm. uh, we have two we don't use the second one we have really one credit card that we share mm-hmm. and we put everything on that and pay it off every payday mm-hmm. so we can earn the miles so we can earn the points so we can earn the cash back we want that credit card working for us We have never, ever, ever had to pay any interest on that credit card Mm -mm. because we're not stupid. Mm -hmm. We don't overextend it. And things that big purchases, we pay cash for. We pay cash for. Or we put it on the card and then just pay it off when we get home Uh to get the points. Yeah. Um, But we don't run a line of credit. Mm -mm. I mean, when we we bought our house and we knew we wanted new furniture and all that stuff, we just save for it. Mm -hmm. And, And to your point... If you don't have credit, that's why it's even more important that you save. You're going to need a bigger down payment. Mm-hmm. So save your money. Mm-hmm. But that's why, you know. But they still need credit, though. Yeah, they have to establish credit. Mm-hmm. But but I think that that's where, you know, someone like that, that should be your first goal. You should not be going on vacations. Mm-hmm. You should not be going out to eat. You should not be going and buying cars that are nicer than the shithole you're living in mm-hmm. at all. You shouldn't be putting rims. on. If you If you have rims on your car and you're renting, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things you should not do. Um, you should be owning a home. If you're going out and getting the new set of Jordans every time they come out and you rent, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there are things that you should be saving. If you, you know, go get your nails done every other week and you've got the newest iPhone and you've got the newest Louis Vuitton purse and mm-hmm. you don't own a home, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And those are things that are wants, not necessities. Yeah. You don't, you're not allowed to have that. And that's, that's, you know, it's one of those things that I was reading this article the other day that was really eye opening about how your, your one percenters mm-hmm. in the country, how they appear and they don't look rich. Mm-hmm. They aren't wearing oh, shirts yeah. with logos. You mm-hmm. don't see them in polo and Tommy Hilfiger and, and, uh, you know, Coco Chanel's and and all of this stuff. You don't see that on them because they still know, even at that multi-billionaire dollar level, that's a waste of money. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel good because I think it's a waste of money now and I'm not a one percenter. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where, that's why you're broke. That's why you think it's impossible to save 14 bucks a day. I mean, even if you you wanted to cut that 5,000 in half, Oh, I'm sorry. That's five thousand over a year, and save it in in six months. It's mm-hmm. twenty eight bucks a day. Yeah, less I than two hundred bucks a week. Mm-hmm. You could do it. Mm-hmm. You could do it. You're just not doing it. You spend probably over two hundred bucks a week. Just eat. I think the average weekly expenditure on eating out what was it, like four hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I think so. After something tip, like that. I mean, and now I bet it's even worse because so many people DoorDash. We oh, during oh the my pandemic. Gosh. We we just hit a point, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. We just ordered from that place, and it was fifty six bucks to DoorDash. Uh-huh. Um, we're not doing that anymore. Uh-huh. We're drive. We're not lazy. We're gonna get in our fucking car, put a goddamn mask off on, and go over there and pick that food up. I yeah. am not paying that. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently went to Chipotle. Oh my gosh! For lunch, I was so weird. We had a gift card. Yeah, that's the only reason we went there. We love Chipotle. Yeah, it's it's one of the pl- I eat there all the time when I go on travel because I can eat clean. Mm-hmm. And so we went over there to get lunch. I got a bowl. You got a bowl. We shared a drink. It's thirty one dollars. Mm hmm. Thirty one bucks. Yeah. I mean, and this is why people say 
eating healthy is expensive because they, they use that as comparison. I know. Not the grocery store. Uh-huh. They say, well, going to somewhere like Chipotle, that's so much more expensive. It is. Yeah. And, and once again, if you're broke, you should not be you eating at Chipotle. You shouldn't do that. You yeah. should be eating out, period. Yeah. That's why I, I go back to what I said earlier. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I think that that's where, you know, the, if you don't have that property, I'm just way more harsh on you. You shouldn't be spending money on anything until mm-hmm. you get a house. Mm-hmm. Because when you do get that house, there's a lot of stuff you need for a home that you don't have to have when you rent. You're going to need a lawnmower. Yeah. You're going to need a weed eater. You're going to need a leaf blower. You're going to need repair stuff for your home. You're going to have to have that cushion so much more important when you have a home. Oh, my god! I mean, gosh. we just had oh two weeks gosh, ago, yes. we woke up to the top of our hot water heater exploded off, mm-hmm. flooding our garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn the water off, call the plumber, get it fixed. That same day, we're fine. Yeah. But if we weren't responsible, what do you do? Yeah. That's a, that was a, that, pe- I mean, if, if you need a new hot water tank, after install, what did he say was going to be twenty? We didn't have 20, to get a whole new tank. It's like twenty four hundred or twenty three. Yeah, twenty three hundred dollars after uh-huh. haul off install and all that stuff. Yeah, twenty three hundred bucks. Yeah, which we could have done. But yeah, it was just the expansion tank blew off the top, and so we just had to put that on in new pipes. So yeah, it was like five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's people that own homes right now that don't don't have. I mean, I was talking to Seth about that. You know, mm-hmm. if your hot water heater blew, or you, do you guys have? You know, 2400 bucks just sitting there for a new one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't. No. Um, and that's why that cushion's even more important if you're a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people really do just kind of live on this tightrope of potential tragedy on either side oh if they gosh, take one misstep. Yeah. And in- inevitably, it always catches up with them. Uh-huh. At some point in time, it happens. It does. Yeah. And it's not fun to see. No. And you don't want to be like, I told you so. But there was plenty of opportunities to plan for that. Mm-hmm. And people just ignore it. Yeah. I know. It's, it, I mean, it's not, it's not hard to, to be financially responsible. You just need to have the discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and like you said, I mean, all of those things that you said, the discipline, the patience and consistency Consistency. all of it and it's once you have all of that like if you have all of that in your life period Mm -hmm. you're gonna be successful oh yeah you apply you apply discipline patience and consistency to everything you have in life you are gonna be without a doubt successful Mm -hmm. no matter what it is you want to do whether you want to make more money, whether you want to have a better career, whether you want to own a home, whether you want to save money, whether you want to look good, whether you want to eat good, whether you want to feel good, whatever it is, you do those three things and apply those to every aspect of your life. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Very simple. Mm-hmm. It is. It is very, very simple. Yeah. All that stuff simple. People just don't want to do it. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, I don't have I don't have anything else to add. No, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good way to kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and on Rumble and uh, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks.